When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. is going on boys bar down breakdown episode 165 and we got a special one we got cordy right that that's what the, they're calling you on the streets of canada these days we got cordy from stereos and we got jacob from on the bench what a special episode the boys are just crushing it right now with their new single bad days that is making their debut on YouTube, on Sportsnet, like you name it. They're just crushing it, and uh, we had to get them on the pod. So, boys, I hear we got a bunch of snow, so uh, fill us in. What's going on? I I know, Jacob, you're in Calgary, and Patty, you're in uh, Edmonton, right? Yeah, Battle of Alberta in human form, me versus (laughs) Jacob, right away. Literally. First, I just got to apologize for the ugly clothes I'm wearing the cowboy hat and like plaid that's in the dry cleaner because i got a big tourney in uh chicago so hopefully there's some scouts there i'm just trying to look good so i have to wear this garbage right now <laughs> uh you look good you, you look better than i do and and it's hard to compete against cordy over there just the man rocket so you know just a white oh. t-shirt baby. honestly so, only good thing to come out of edmonton <laughs> i'll give you uh, that you, you got calling all captains they're crushing it so definitely uh we got we got some good good tunes coming out of edmonton right now nicholas, nicholas rage too is another one that i've recently got turned on to from edmonton totally man there's still i will say this it kind of all ties into what you just mentioned like yes it's snowing it's april we're all ready for you know spring summer whatever um but i will say this towns in canada 
that are that have particularly terrible weather edmonton winnipeg you know uh, saskatchewan northern ontario tons of good bands come out because there's actual music scenes and i'm not even joking i think there's nothing to do in the winter it sucks so bad so you all go in a hall and play shows doesn't matter what genre so that is the one good thing about terrible weather I hate it still, and I still want to move as soon as possible. Um, I never want to spend another winter in here again if I don't have to, but it's good for the kid. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I think it, the only downside from you know the, those cities that you mentioned is is the touring. Like when you actually have to hit the road and tour, it's kind of tough when you're you know coming from Calgary. That there's you know eight to ten hour drives between cities, which could can make it a little rough. Oh, I've done it way too many times, man. And even like when, when we got like pretty big the first time, like 2009 ish. Um, and we were like, Oh my God, we're like signed. We have a booking agent, no more touring in the winter. And it was the opposite. They're like, no, that's the best time to tour. It's when people go to shows. So we were screwed. And they sent us on the Rogers pass in the middle of winter and a banded trailer. And then a bus when we got to that size all the time. And you just like, basically feel like you're going to die every day. <laughs> yeah. It, it could be brutal. So I, I guess let, let's just jump right into it because, uh, like I said, this is a special episode. You guys are, are fresh off the release of your, your collaboration. And uh, I just want to hear kind of the story of how this came to be because, you know, Cordy sent this song to me, like, it had to be at least six months ago. Like, it was done and, you, and like, video done and everything. And you guys have been sitting on it for a little while. So I'm sure, like, the idea got cooking even well, well, well before that. So I, I, I'm curious how you guys linked up and how this song came to be. Uh, Whoever yeah, wants to jump in. Super Canadian, which is unbelievable. Met through the double IHF. And we, uh, we you guys were heading back to Edmonton from Calgary, right? Yeah. So we, Met at a Tim Hortons. It was like minus 10 Celsius, snowing, kind of crummy. We're just crushing liquid fire. I'm like, hey, let's make a song. And we don't have any business being in the music industry. So it was like, I didn't know how they'd take it, but I'm super stoked that they're like, yeah, let's do it. And the song, honestly, I don't think could have turned out better personally. I think it's going to get legs and we're going octo plat for sure. <laughs> you know, it's a funny story. I don't even know if I told you guys, Jacob, but uh, when we actually, I like, so we were, we were just like meeting up over DMS, bro. Like we didn't even have each other's number at that point. I don't think. And uh, you said, yeah, the, the, let's go to the Tim Hortons and Airdrie. And I know one that I always hit. So we went to this one. I floored it the night before in Calgary, like just floored it. I got back to the hotel, like 20 minutes before we met you guys. And right, we're waiting for you guys, trying to like see when you guys are showing up. And I'm like, oh man, I don't feel so good. So I pound this like orange Gatorade. I'm like, I'll, I'll start feeling better. Dude, I'm like looking around, seeing when you guys show up. You guys are pretty like recognizable dudes. And I'm like, they got to show up. And I couldn't hold it anymore. And I, I had these mint green, like almost white, but they're like mint green Adidas shoes, dude. And they were not cheap and they're so nice. I painted them orange. I just threw up everywhere. And then I was like, I wonder if these guys are like, saw this and left or whatever. And then we DM and you're like, oh no, dude, the other Tim Hortons in there. And so <laughs> then we headed over there and I had to like change my shoes to like some terrible other ones I have. But yeah, I was feeling very, very sick. So anything you guys would have pitched at that point, I would have been down with just to try and get home and get some sleep. That's so funny. I love that. 
That's why you need cowboy boots. It just rolls right <laughs> off, you know? There you go, man. I learned my lesson. I gave up drinking instead, but next time, you know, who knows? Cowboy boots. Also a smart play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jacob's like, yeah, now you tell me this. I had the norovirus like two days after our meeting. Now I know where I got it from. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. They banged up. Oh, boys. Uh, so I, I guess, you know, other than meeting at a Tim Hortons and kind of pitching this idea, like how did it then logistically work? Like, did you guys like self-record it like remotely and then kind of send it to your engineer and they put it together? Or did you guys actually go into the studio together and record this? We hit the studio, man. And it's actually a crazy story. So I wrote bad times with uh, two other guys in Toronto, like, now last november so over a year before we met these guys and we always really liked the song in fact it was a real throwback to our first album sound i think like with the like real rock pop and some but like just some like glossy pop tunes and we loved the song but it really didn't fit with the album we were throwing together so we had the song we loved and as soon as um we met them in airdrie and i called my manager and he suggested like dude what about bad times just sitting there i was like oh my god that's the move so what we did is we actually sent it to a guy named dan davidson who the On the Bench boys are familiar with. He's like a country music artist, but he's a great pop producer and he has a great pop ear. And we, uh, we all got together in his studio in Edmonton. Um, I think I was hung over then again, wasn't I, man? I met you guys. I think so. Yeah, I was in rough shape again. Anyways, um, <laughs> we, and then we went in the studio and just like put down the gang vocals. And um, this is a story I love telling because people ask, like, well, what's it like making a song with guys who don't typically do music? Um, and my favorite part of this whole thing is you know, we started put, getting them to lay down their vocals and then Dan Davidson's doing his magic and he starts like putting the mix in, putting some like reverb on the vocals. And we realized, man, the song's sounding good. And it was actually Oli. He's like, boys, we're going to win an Emmy. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, that's not even at all what you would win for a song. No, that's like a daytime TV thing. And you could tell that he thought I was dumb. For like, <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I know it'll, it may, maybe it'll win something, but they were, uh, you guys, honestly, I'm not even just saying this to pump your tires. Their parts were like so quick. They got them right away. Cause it's them, dude. It was just so, it was perfect, man. And I love, there's not enough. Like I, that's my golden age of pop. I love like 2009, 2010, where it was like rap features in the bridge on like heavier kind of sounding pop song. That's what I love. So we kind of brought that back to life. Love oh that. Yeah. So I guess, uh, Jacob, you know, Cordy had his, his, uh, his peak in the, in the pop and, and, you know, pop punk scene in like the 2009, 2010 timeframe. Like, were, were you familiar with stereos and summer girls and, and some of their hits? I had definitely heard some of the tunes, uh, that would have been just after high school. So like the start of like the club scene, but yeah, definitely they were they were bangers. So, and, uh, the person from double IHF that put us in touch, um, had mentioned their name and I was like, I know that name looked up a few of their songs. And I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely heard these songs. And they just, they would bump them in at like, uh, crack alley, back alley in Calgary, stuff like that. Anywhere that was the buzz in place. And yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty cool getting to, to meet these boys and actually get back in, like, do something like this where we really don't belong. But, I mean, we'll open any door at least once. 
Hell yeah. And, you know, you guys are going to be going to the Junos. Hopefully the Junos will be in person and you guys will be accepting an award in no time. 100%. That's an easy dub. Easy <laughs> just gotta you know i i hear alexis on fire is making a comeback and putting out some new tunes so you might have to go up against them yeah well this song's gonna put their fire out oh there we go yes you're in here first and i'll i'll clock any one of them any one of them any day they name it i'm the right. fighter of the group i love, love it. it hell yeah we also so, have Bob. Yeah, let, yeah, let's now t- talk into the actual release because you, you guys got some momentum going. And, like, obviously here in the States, we don't get Sportsnet. Like, so, like, we didn't get, obviously, to see the debut, like, when it happened live. But, uh, you know, getting that song to debut on Sportsnet is, like, unbelievable, especially in Canada. Like, there, the amount of eyeballs that probably landed on that last night is probably in the millions. So, like, you know, h- how did you guys link up with Sportsnet? Like, I'm sure that you guys have done stuff in the past with them, but, like, when you pitch them the song, like, for them to actually take you guys seriously and to put it on, like, national television. Uh, so we, I mean, with what we do, we actually have a relationship contract if you will whatever um with sportsnet and it was realistically not technically supposed to happen um but because we're like we've done a lot with them we work with all of them um we know them and we're currently uh in a contract with them they had a spot open up uh for last night texted us what was it friday and was like okay you guys have about six hours to do this video send it to us or you're going to lose your spot on the show. And we're like, well, I just make it work. And I mean, as hockey guys, it's all about read and react. I'm sure there's a lot. I mean, in music, there's got to be parts where you're missing stuff or you fudge up a word, stuff like that. So you got to read and react and roll with it. And that's all it really was. You just, as soon as it happens, just let her buck and make it happen. Yeah. It, like it, it seems like it moved, it moved quick and, and you guys, uh, like you said, made it happen and, you know, you didn't have much notice, but you know, w- when you have an opportunity like that, you just, you got to make it work. Oh, every single time, every single time. It's as one of those feelings that, I mean, as a Canadian hockey fan, even with what I do, um, those are the feelings that never go away. They never change. They never are not surreal. So every time someone gives you that phone call to do something like that, you're like, guys, oh, can't be, can't get better. And then it does. So yeah. I, I guess let's, let's kind of talk about that because, uh, you know, you guys have been doing this for about, you know, five, six years at this point. And, you know, when you have those moments where you're like, there's nothing that's going to top this, nothing that's going to top this. And then it just keeps happening. And like, it it's too, like, super surreal and um you know i i do these things called aisles meetups that started here in charlotte north carolina where you know i would just get together with islander fans to watch games and it slowly has spread to now we have groups all over the country and uh when the islanders open the brand new arena this this season they actually have our logos hanging right there in the arena like let's go yeah so like having that happen i felt like was like the pinnacle, but then like there's been other moments where I actually got to go sit in the box with John Ledecky and, and watch an Islander game. Like 
there, there's always those moments and then like something keeps topping it and you're like, when is this going to end? So, you know, I guess kind of talk on, on, on some of like the, your, your favorite moments that have come out of on the bench where you're like, I can't believe this is my life. Like this is a, you know, for a kid in Canada who just truly loves hockey, it, it's gotta be just, you know, like you can't even think of it. Like you can't even put words to it. It's, it's absolutely mind blowing. And you're right. You can't actually, there's nothing I can do to describe the way that it feels. Although I know that you guys each have similar feelings just in different parts of, of what you guys do. Right. <clears throat> so we all know exactly how it feels. We just can't describe it. Uh, for me, one of the coolest, there's been so many, but one of the coolest things um, touching on like the hockey fan, the kid, we all collected hockey cards and stuff like that. And upper deck actually produced hockey cards for us. And we've never played a single game pro. Uh, we aged out in junior B, like we were in the jungle. We got no business being there. And, and, uh, and then, yeah, one day upper decks like, Hey, you guys want your own hockey cards? We'll send them to you. You have to sign them all. So they're all one-offs. We're like, yeah, okay. And then we got to do stuff like the uh, the music, like uh, the first song that we wrote and why I wanted to work with stereos was because I wrote essentially a poem, put it over one of Justin Bieber's beats and sent it to a guy in Minnesota. And that's how we got that one. I was like, I want more. It's never enough. I want more. So that's where that started. And then we got to be in the room with some of the biggest NHL players. We've got to play against some of the biggest NHL players. I mean, I got hip-checked by Radko Gudas, and that's, like, remarkable to me. I think that's so cool. Oh, yeah. Like, and, and you guys have, have taken uh, some, some pretty decent hits from, you know, like you said, the superstars in the league. And, like, I, I'm sure it didn't feel so great the next morning. But, you know, when, when you think about, like, the fact that these, you know, guys that you – I wouldn't say idolize, but like are the face of the sport that you love are like interacting with you and like are I'm sure fans of the content that you guys create. Like that's gotta be so freaking cool too. It's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. It's yeah. The first, the first pro that we ever actually met drew Doughty. He's my favorite player. I had six flames Jersey and a drew Doughty Jersey. First time we meet him. He walks in the door and I was like, oh shit, it's Drew Doughty. Like, that's my boy. Like, that's who I look up to. He's my D-man. And he comes up and he's like, boys, can I get a photo? And I was like, are you serious, dude? You literally just ruined that for me? Like, you're the guy I watched <laughs> and you're asking for a photo with me. Like, don't ever do that again. But it was like, I didn't even know what to say. I was like, yeah, obviously we can have a photo if you, but I want one too, if that's cool. So it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely wild. Yeah. And, and I'm sure like, as the years have gone by, you've probably met so many where it's like, maybe it takes away like a little bit of that specialness, like that you had that first time. So like, I guess I'll ask Patrick and then I'll ask you this and I'll kind of flip it a little bit. So like, you know, obviously Patrick runs in the circles in the music scene. So he's probably met tons and tons of artists that you know, you and I probably look up to him like, oh, I can't believe, you know, he's bumping elbows with them. So, like, Patrick, what's a hockey player that you've kind of crossed paths with because of your music career where you're like, I can't believe this is freaking happening? 
Um, yeah, I do have one of those. I think like I have an exact same story as Jacob too, where we played a festival, a simple plan. And Pierre came up to us, came up to us. was like, what's up guys. I can't, I like, I love your song. Like I've, I've heard it everywhere all summer. And I love it. And like, literally that's one of the bands where I watched their DVD and was like that. That's what made me transition from, I started out in punk. Then I did some screamo. Then I started doing pop punk and simple plan was like, man, I think I want to do pop music. And that was like one of the things where I was like, and he came up to us the exact same thing. It was just like mind blowing. Now I will say this. I literally can't tell any of the stories like on this, like while we're like recording, but I'll happily tell them to you privately. But, uh, we did a festival at, uh, like Muskoka. You maybe you've been there, Jacob. Like it's like Lake country in Northern Ontario. It was like yeah. a wake sick festival, man. Just like summer, whatever. And it's like in a really like nice area in Ontario. And we were just passing by this like mansion party. One guy's like, dude, I love your band. He's obviously like just buckled. He's like, come party. And one of his best high school or like his friend, like he played minor hockey with this guy growing up, um, was at the party and it was PK Subban. And multiple times over the years that I lived in Toronto was friends. Oh, by the way, we ended up being like super good friends with this guy who like, and so it was, it would literally just be sometimes just chilling out, man. Like it would be like a uh, Sunday watching football. And if, uh, you know, it was, we would be hanging out with them and sometimes PK would be around, uh, you know, especially when it was not the season, like in the summers, if we were hanging out with them and it was just like, that was super cool. But then we did the MMVAs, like the, the video awards and stuff. And, you know, we'd see hockey players who really wanted nothing to do with us, but at least we we're at the same parties as them. To be honest. <laughs> Hell yeah. So That's now crazy. Jacob, to mix it up a little bit, like, you know, I'm sure in Calgary, you guys are probably uh, huge country music fans or, or, or maybe you're into the, yeah. the pop punk and alternative scene. But like, have you crossed paths with any uh, like music artists that you were like, I can't believe I'm interacting with this person right now because of, you know, on the bench? Absolutely. I'll, I'm going to make it quick. I got to go for my COVID quiz right away here. Um, <laughs> the first one, the coolest one for me because i was a huge fan uh was actually dan davidson and uh so it was super early and uh we're actually working with brett kissel which i was a big fan of him too um but when i found out dan was going to be there his song i was i was blasting uh song found and barn burner literally every second song on my playlist just to the nines in the truck rolling down the back roads you know classic and so we met him i was like oh dang like that's dan davidson so i get a photo with him and then i'm like doing doing something else and uh steve or Oli, he's like uh telling dan he's like oh he, he's like a really big fan of your your stuff and uh dan's like really and steve is like saying like yeah like let's do it all the time blah blah dan thought it was his like punk band or like screamo band whatever it was prior and he's like oh you like i can't remember the name he's like you like like that band I was like, no, I don't know who that is, dude. And I was like, I like, I like your shit. And he's like, that is me. I was like, I don't know them. I like your country <laughs> stuff. Let's keep it that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's, that's, that's awesome. So before we let you go, Jacob, real quick, let, let's just hear a, a quick prediction. You know, playoffs will be starting any day. Who we got? I, I, I think I heard you guys are, are pumping the Florida Panthers tires, thinking that the NHL wants them to go far. So I, yeah. I, I, I could see that. I, I think that, you know, growing the game of hockey in Florida makes sense. 
especially with so many Northerners moving there. So I could see where you're coming from, but let's just hear it on the pod. What are you thinking for the, for these playoffs? I'm going to say Calgary, Florida in the finals. Florida is going to take it in seven. Um, that's what I'm going with. And I'm not going to be upset because my boy Sam Bennett's playing down in Florida and he's an absolute wrecking ball. So if he gets to hoist a cup, I'm definitely going to his house this summer. So is that going to give you flashbacks to the last time Calgary was, <laughs> was in the, in the cup? Because uh, it wasn't the Panthers. It was the lightning and, and they uh, won kind of a controversial game that uh, kind of, I, I guess for flames fans feels like they, they stole the cup from you. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I'm just going to, I'm going to try and take away all the positives. So I'm going to cheer for my friends, you know, um, makes it a little more like easy to bear with hard losses, you know? So it's all about just making up excuses. Like every time you fan on a shot, it's the stick or it's high tide, new moon. There's always something wrong. Um, so that's just what we're going to roll with on this one. Hell yeah. Well, Jacob, dude, thank you for stopping by. We, we, uh, truly appreciate it and you know definitely go and check out the 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 new uh single bad days and we'll we'll stick around and talk and pick cordy's brain a little bit more but we'll we'll let you go get your your covid quiz and and safe travels to uh you said chicago right chicago yeah the big apple save (laughs) the big apple i don't think that's correct but we we can roll with it (laughs) thanks again brother and uh We'll be in touch, man. Take care. Thanks, boys. See you, Cody. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 and older. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Patrick, let, let, let's keep this conversation going because, uh, you know, the, the the single is is definitely a a club banger and it's uh you know ever it's got like those pop punk elements it also then has like the the andy sandberg and i can't remember what lonely island right that's what oh, they're yes. called Great, yeah it, it's got those vibes it, it brings it all and it's just you know it's a fun fun track which you know with, with the title could be kind of you know, misleading or deceiving. You, you, you see a title bad days and you, you might think that like, Oh, maybe this is an emo song or something, but it, it's not, it, it makes you definitely, you know, bop along to it. And it's just all positive and fun. And, you know, I, I guess, uh, you know, w- what else is on the horizon for the, for the single, because right now it's, it, it's only up on YouTube at, at, at least to my knowledge. So like, yeah. what are we thinking? We're going to ride out the YouTube train. 
Yeah, man, it's gonna we're, we're gonna see like how things go. So like we have noticed since we got back together as a band, like stereos in the last like I guess year and a half, two years, like most of that's been in COVID. So we haven't really had an opportunity to do what we wanted to do. We had a tour that was planned all March that had to get pushed to the fall now. And uh so it's all about doing things that out, outside the box, to be completely honest. I find that if you try to um you know, the, the, it's changed so much since we used to be kicking at it. And thankfully we have like a young manager. So, uh, he, he kind of has his ear to the ground a little bit more than us, but I think to answer your question, we're going to keep it on YouTube for now, just direct all the attention in one spot, obviously on the bench, their whole medium is visual. Um, and so we're going to keep it there. I definitely want to release it this summer on Spotify, but, uh, we're, we're going to kind of play it by ear, man. Like it's already, Again, we like you kind of alluded to it. We sat on this song for so long, and then the release had to kind of be within a four day span that we weren't expecting. So we weren't able to maybe put um, as much into like all the different facets, Spotify, iTunes, and all that stuff. But it'll definitely be available on those platforms like at some point. Um, we just wanted to get it out to kind of jump on that uh, opportunity with the Sportsnet and be on national TV, which was really cool. I joked about it on Twitter. Um, you know, if I can quit hockey at the age of 15 because I sucked once we started hitting each other um, and still end up on a nationally televised like hockey program, then, you know, anyone can. So it should be motivating for everyone out there. And then we're just going to, yeah, kind of see what happens next. Hell yeah. And then, you know, I, I got to bring up the the one, you know, lyric where you, you kind of pay homage to to the Jay-Z lyric, but you say you have 97 problems, which is, a, you know, obviously a McDavid reference. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, it, it, with a song that plays on Sportsnet, one of his buddies probably caught it and might have sent him that clip. So like, have you heard word that it made his, you know, it's way over to McDavid or, or any of those boys yet. It's so funny. You say that man, like Rob and I joke about it, but we're kind of not joking. We've been saying this for years for, to answer your question. No, I haven't, but like <laughs> literally we can't stop playing music until the Oilers know who we are. And so like that, we're waiting for that day where like, I have, we have this funny story. We were very, um, we came up right at the same time. We were nominated for the same Juno as Arkells, a band that is now since like blown up and they're, they deserve everything they've received, man. They're such a good band. Um, but we've, since we were like kind of neck and neck up for the same Juno, they won the Juno and then they went like that. And then we basically broke up. They, we've seen that like the Oilers, like nurse and stuff is a huge fan. We'll go to their, uh, concerts and stuff. And so, we're extremely jealous. I won't lie. And we're not going to stop until we get that same love. And so it might be even more pathetic than it is now. We might be, you know, in our sixties one day, still making pop music, trying to get the Oilers at that point, who will still be 20 somethings to notice us. So that won't stop until they do. And if anyone hates us, they better hope the Oilers notice us soon. Cause we're not going to wait until that happens. <laughs> I love that, man. And you know, I, I, I think you got to just keep shooting it, man. That that's really the name of the game. And, and eventually the right person is going to hear it and then it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I have, I have faith. I think that there's like, this wasn't, uh, it was, how do I put this? It wasn't lost on us that we would be reaching a hockey specific market that we don't have access to by partnering with the on the bench guys. It happened that they're like the best dudes of all time. But, uh, yeah, like obviously we saw the opportunity right away where it was like, man, this is really going to open us up to, you know, just a whole side of like, you can go after 
pop fans or you can target to like different music things, but why not go outside the box and just see what happens? And it's already, if nothing else happens with this song, that feature, dude, like I'm not even joking. Like we've had some crazy moments in music, but to see our song cut to the footage of, you know, it shows me taping my mic and it cuts right to Jamie Ben taping a stick in the hockey highlight package with my song. Dude, that's like incredible. It's already um, created an opportunity for us that we never would have had just by doing things the traditional way over and over and over, which I love. Dude, it, it's, it's, it just speaks volumes to you guys just grinding it out, man. And, and, you know, you're, you're doing this for, for many, many, many years. So like it, it comes with all the experience and, and knowing how to, to kind of, you know, in this day and age playing like the social media twist a little bit and, you know, collaborating with other people who are content creators as well. And, you know, it's the name of the game. You got to kind of stand out a little bit in a very kind of saturated market. Like it it really is very saturated. A hundred percent, man. And it's, uh, you're not wrong. And we've always had that mentality too. Cause like people who don't really know how we started, like we are a pop band and I won't even say we're pop rock We're pop. Um, but we started out, like just hoping to get in a van and tour in, you know, we started in the punk scene. And so we've always had that work ethic. We're like, kind of do whatever it takes. And when I started going to shows, man, it was never one genre. It was metal bands playing with pop punk bands, playing with like indie bands, playing with like, you know, like hardcore bands. And they're all in the same bill. They toured together. And so nowadays I feel like it's a little more tribal and that people are like, this is the genre. Um, but I think, I think that we had such a good, experience in the scene we grew up in and like just flexed all these different musical muscles for lack of a better term that it makes us willing to just kind of do whatever it takes because at the end of the day you know there were people who swore that cds were going to be here forever so you can adapt or you can not adapt but like i think just being like stubborn about your way of doing things is just a boring and b not the path towards like, you never know the opportunities you're going to get by just thinking outside the box and then letting opportunities kind of come to you through that mindset. Amen, brother. Now, you know, it's been a while since we've had you on the show and I almost forgot about it, but, uh, uh, you know, it must've been like at least a year ago, you guys did all the like national anthems for the, (laughs) like the, was it the world juniors or like a, like a, so that's how we, right? so we met on the bench dude is because we were hired as like for lack of a better term influencers for to promote the world hockey championships because okay, they were yeah. riding with the nhl playoffs because of the covid delay um so they brought on on the bench and then they brought on us as like the musical thing i'm so thankful for that opportunity because it got us the on the bench connection which turned into what we're talking about today so if nothing else it was great and also that they believed in us now i will say this what they had us do were these acoustic like goal songs for each country bro and there's like 16 i want to say people hated them (laughs) like (laughs) hated them and i kind of like I don't know. I had to put so much time into that, dude. Like I was like Googling like capital city. Like, how do I make a song about Latvia? You I know was what I just mean? gonna like, say Latvia too. Like Belarus <laughs> and like all these things. Like I didn't know what I was talking about. I was like going on like Google Translate for like the word for like hooray and stuff, man. Like I had no what I was doing. And people were like, first couple, I will say this, Kazakhstan, um, like players and fans reached like loved us and like were so stoked that we would like 
um, give them some attention because they probably don't get a lot of that from the international hockey community. But it was like the second song we put out. So we're like, dude, this is sick. People love it. Oh my God, did it go downhill from there? Like people are like, literally they're like, I'll stop. I'm going to never watch hockey again if you keep posting these. And it was like, uh, like where can I Venmo these guys to stop posting these and stuff like that? Yeah, they hated them. But you know what? Again, I'm glad that we got the opportunity to turn it into what we did with On the Bench. Uh, it would be like asking On the Bench to not do hockey content, but do dance routines. It's like, yeah, it's music, but it's not at all what we do. And I, I remember trying to be like, well, what if we like did some like content stuff around how to write like a goal song? Nah, man, they wanted 16 jingles. And it's like, oh God, they're, yeah. Uh, again, thankful for the opportunity, but they they wore thin on people, I think. Dude, but it just, like, when you're telling me this story about Kazakhstan, like, it, it reminded me of that that documentary. I think it was called, like, Finding Sugar Man. Did you oh, ever see that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he, he, like, put out this album in the 70s, and it totally flopped here in the United States, but, like, in South Africa was, like, the <laughs> like the Beatles, like he, he literally was like the Beatles of South Africa. Like, what would you do if like, 10, 15 years down the road, you might not even maybe be doing music. And all of a sudden you find out like in Kazakhstan, you guys are like Justin, the Justin Bieber of Kazakhstan. <laughs> hey man, I'm getting on the first flight. I've, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's obviously kind of like a funny situation to imagine, dude, if you can get any like international market to kind of, love your stuff. That's the ticket. We have friends right now. They're a band. They do decent here. I think, um, neon dreams. I should like, we're friends on social media, but, uh, they're huge in South Africa. At, like you mentioned South Africa specifically, they're like doing so great. I think they like live down there now. And man, like my goal is to make a living doing what I love doing because there's literally nothing else I want to do. And it might sound like cliche or like cheesy and it probably does. But like, dude, after the pandemic, man, I got to wake up and be like, this is what I'm, I'm going to do because I had a job in HR and I was sitting in a cubicle. And if people like doing that, that's amazing. You know, it's, 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 I couldn't do it. I would, I just, I couldn't do it. So dude, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to Kazakhstan if that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I love that dude. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I gotta, I, I gotta try to find, uh, all those different goal songs. And, and you said for like the United States, it was more of like a, a country song. Yeah, I mean, we tried to make a country. Like, I don't know if it was any good. <laughs> I tried to make it like Florida Georgia Line, who I actually love. I don't care what anyone says. They got nothing but bangers. Hey, dude, you, you know that, like, so, some of the, the young studs that might be playing in the NHL in a couple of years, they at least heard those goal songs at, during that tournament. So, like, oh, there, there's connections, God. dude. You're giving me like sort of like one of those catch 22, like, you know, deal with the devil type things where I said, I'll, I can stop and be happy if the Oilers know our music. I didn't specify which music. So <laughs> that's hilarious, bro. Like if they're like, yeah, I know you guys. And I absolutely hate your music because it's all just country songs, like songs about different countries. Right. That's what you guys do. And I would actually, <laughs> I'd have to stick to my word, but I'd be very sad. Oh gosh. That's that's great though. You know, it, it's content at the end of the day, good or bad. It, that's it's, that's it's the, the world we live in. Totally. And like, I had a lot of fun doing it. I really did. 
and and like you said, dude, it it's a killer opportunity. It's how you met the on the bench dudes. Like you you, you got to just take the positive with that for sure. Oh, totally, man. Every it's so funny because, like I said, I'm actually just like repeating myself. But like already because of what happened yesterday, it was worth it. It was so worth it, and then some. Like it was such a claw. And like the double IHF has been like really uh, cool with us. Like the World Juniors were supposed to be here over. Uh, the like over December, obviously, and that got delayed. Well, because of COVID, but we were going to be doing a show um, that was because of that connection too, which is like obviously that is what we do. Um, the live show is the best part about being in a band, um, and so there's still like that that connection is still uh, very much uh, been a great one for us. So I'm I am very thankful. Oh, dude, I hope that happened. Like I heard that it's coming back. Like it is, it is in August. I don't know if, if we're going to be able to be involved in uh, any way at that time, but it's coming back to Edmonton in August. And uh, I'm excited about that just for the kids, man, you know, to have another crack at uh, just, you know, they put so much time into this. Um, so I hope it's able to, uh, you know, go off without a hitch. And, and I did hear some rumblings, like, you know, especially with this past Olympics that maybe that's on the, on its way out. And they're going to bring back that, like the, the world championship or whatever they called it a couple of years ago that they did, which I, I thought was spectacular. And 100% dude, like you want to see the best players in the world, like playing each other. I don't know if I don't personally care if it's in whatever country gets the Olympics for whatever weird way they go about selecting host countries. You know what I mean? I think it would kind of, and if you think about it, man, it also does give an extra opportunity to the guys who are not NHL players to keep making the Olympic teams, keep them as amateurs. Um, and then just have this like, yeah, the world cup of hockey, like we had before. I think that's a great idea. I would love that so much, man. And I think the players would be into it too. They were into it. And and then you had like that, that team North America, which was made of like the, the rookies or the, like oh, yeah. they had like less than three years experience. And it was just like the now current faces of the NHL, like the superstars were kind of just like becoming household names at that point. And you know, to, to, and, and some of those guys probably wouldn't have made the Olympic rosters if it was like the traditional Olympic style formatting. So Totally. I, I hope that they bring it back, man. I, I, I heard some rumblings and, and maybe they'll get you to do the goal songs for that and like give you a little more freedom. I don't know, man. I'm kind of goal songed out. I mean, never say never. I don't say no to anything, but yeah, that would be, <laughs> I'm such a sellout. I'd probably do it again. Let's be honest. So who is like, who's the Edmonton goal song? Do you guys have like a, is it a country yeah. or rock song? Like, no, it's, it's like a, it's a dance song, man. Someone could tell you what it is. People know it. It's, but it's like a, just like an EDM, like drum beat. I think it might have haze. I don't know. It just changed. It was, um, I don't know the band. It's a song that I would never listen to because it's kind of like, not really what I, what I'm into, like cock rock style, but as a goal song, I thought it was perfect. And it's like, it's like, give me a hell. Give me a yeah. Oh, yeah okay. Yeah. 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 I know that, that was the one dude. And I love that song. I thought it was such a good goal song, but, uh, and I'm not just saying this because I'm an Edmonton artist. Doesn't have to be us. I feel like NHL teams in general, not even just the Oilers, should look at like local artists and Dude, what I've been saying doing. that for the longest time. Like make it hip hop, make it art. Like it doesn't have to be rock. It doesn't have to be punk. It doesn't have to be like just look at someone local because it's so unique. Like when you have this, like we have this European EDM song, whatever. Now it just like it's it's fine, man. But it's like why not have 
um, I don't know. I think you have a real cool opportunity to make it very uniquely your own. And then think about how that translates into playoffs too. Like people have to remember that we cheer for our teams because of the city we live in 90% of the time, right? Like if you, for whatever reason, don't live in a city with a team, then maybe it's like who your parents uh, cheered for. But a lot of the time it's an identification with you. You love your city. Right. And I feel like it's such a cool opportunity to just bring more to it and just get people behind it. And obviously it would also serve the purpose of giving a highlight of a band who probably doesn't have the exposure of, you know, Nickelback. And I honestly don't mind Nickelback, but they don't need it. You know what I mean? I think that's something I wish teams looked at more. Maybe there are teams out there who do it and I'm wrong. I don't know. There are a few. So like uh, New Jersey, their goal song is the gaslight anthem. They're from Jersey. So like, you know, that, 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 that makes sense. And then obviously like Nashville has some country song, like the, I like it. I oh, they it. do that. They have Tim McGraw, which is, and it's sick. That fits. I don't know what Chicago's is, but that, that's like an iconic goal song too. That da, 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 yeah. da. I don't so know. Like, some of those are iconic where you, you, you would just get so much backlash if you changed it. Totally. But I, I think like, you know, like an LA or, you know, for example, San Jose, like San Jose sharks, like, Met- the dudes in Metallica are huge Sharks fans. The, easy. The, easy. The dudes in uh, the story so far, huge Sharks fans. Like, that's an easy, like, it's got to be one of those two bands. Like, that should be your goals. And and maybe it is a Metallica song. I'm not 100% sure, but I totally agree with you with, with what you're saying. And I've been saying that for the longest time on here. Like, dude, a call on all captains. Like that would be a sick fucking goal song for the Edmonton Oilers. One thousand percent. I think there's no chance. There's a zero percent chance that any team, that any city that has an NHL team doesn't have a sick local artist who would be up for the task to make something that fans would love. Straight up. So like, work with you know. I don't know. I just kind of thought about this, and now I'm fired up about it. <laughs> I, I I totally agree, dude. I've been saying it on this podcast for a while. So maybe let's make it a thing if we keep talking about it enough, like maybe it will happen, you know, <laughs> EA sports kind of paved the way of, of including alternative music totally. on all their soundtracks. So maybe, maybe the NHL will start to catch when like, wow, like there's a huge crossover between alternative music and hockey. Let's like give the people what they want. This is what they want. A hundred percent, man. Like honestly, video games have been doing that, man. Remember, like I actually don't play a lot of video games, but I do like, like every other kid in the world played a ton of like Tony Hawk pro skater. And like, they had so much like that. Like the reason I literally play music is because I was so insanely obsessed with the band AFI. And when they had uh, one of their songs, Boy Destroyed the World, I remember very well. It was on like Tony Hawk. I, I couldn't believe that the world was hearing it. I thought it was so cool. Yeah, it's it's awesome how like how many people like my co-host is one of them. He he is a hockey fan because of a video game. Like that's why he's a oh, hockey. Wait, fan. That's so cool. Like, and I'm sure it, it doesn't happen much in Canada. Like, you're born a hockey fan in Canada, but like oh, here yeah. in the United States, like it it really is the fourth or or fifth sport in, in some places. So yeah, like, it, that's that's truthfully how some people here in the united states become you know hockey fans or football fans it's like through video games it's crazy totally i love that man whatever it takes because i do believe that hockey is such a cool 
obviously it's insanely unique with the physicality and you're on skates, which is literally insane. Like it's the most insane sport of all time. And I think that it's one that, you know, if I've, <laughs> I've dated girls where they're like, I'm not sports fans. We go to a live hockey game, dude. They're sports fans. It's like such a crazy, cool experience. And uh, yeah, any way people can get into the game, I think is a positive for sure. Hell yeah. So, you know, I, I, I got to bring it up before we let you go. Uh, are, are we going to get any more in all alone tunes? Oh man. I love that band so much. Um, I truly love that band so much too. Like that Thank is you for saying so. Thank you for saying so. I think, uh, I would be amazed if the answer is no. Um, there's no plans for it right now. Like right now, stereos is like kind of taking up 90% of my brain, which is a good problem to have. But I think it's inevitable for sure, because it's just such a man. I love that kind of music. And to um, I never like recorded my voice playing that kind of music. I was in pop punk bands all the time, but it was before ever like having a budget to record. So like to actually get that down and yeah. So long story short, man, I would love to put out even a couple more songs. There's no reason not to, I don't know when it would happen, but I would love to do more in all alone. I still love the boys in the band. So it, it it's kind of a no brainer. Okay. I had it just see if that that's still cooking anywhere. But no, uh, I love that. Hell yeah. So, you know, let, let's just quickly uh plug away. I I know unfortunately you guys had to reschedule your your summer tour, but it is rescheduled and it's going to happen in the fall. It is being rescheduled. Um okay. it is one of the, you know, I love being an independent artist this time around, but it is it presents unique challenges and a lot of people, I think and I don't blame them, but they really view it through like their own personal scope. So we got a lot of comments being like, restrictions are lifting where I am. It's like, yeah, well, we're two weeks out and they're not lifted in 30% of what we have booked. So we don't make the money that we need to make just to leave our lives. You know, most of us have jobs and stuff still, if we can't do the start to finish and with full rooms. So basically our first tour took five months to plan. And when we had to reschedule it, man, it was heartbreaking, but necessary. And so it is going to take us a while to make sure that we can do a proper routing of the tour and everything like that. So the tour, I, I want to say it's looking like October, November, I think is going to be our sweet spot Canadian tour. Um, I can't wait for that to happen. It's uh, I, from what I understand, it's very close to getting done, but uh, there's a, there are always loose ends that need tying up. You know what I mean? Like the venue that you had booked for the first one, it's not a matter of telling them. Hey man, we're playing at your venue now on this date. You know what I mean? Like, cause it can be booked up already. So hopefully this fall, man, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, but, uh, we're in crazy times and, uh, you know, it's really tough to, you know, things change daily in our world right now. I know that sounds, uh, kind of deep, but it's, uh, it's what I'm banking on, but we'll see. Yeah. And it, it's like the wild West, like a venue might be there one day and then the next day it's gone. And then like, Great point. yeah, all, the venue might not even be there. Yeah. And, and then all of those dates that were planned for that venue are then now scrambling to find another venue in the city. And like, it, it's just bumping things around. And, you know, I, with, with our music festival that we have planned, like we have a, a tour that's coming down and just, you know, helping book that tour. And it, it was only, you know, six or seven dates was <laughs> kind of a nightmare. So I could imagine yeah. looking across Canada, it would be uh, even worse. I'm sure you saw that, man. Yeah. Like, I don't think a lot of fans have the 
know what like a first, second or third hold on a venue means. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, it's kind of booked, but we're third in line for like another tour that's got there first and things like that. And rearranging, you don't want to have more than like two, three days off because again, you're just spending money. And so the logistics of planning a tour are not easy and we're trying to do it independently. Uh, thank God we do have a booking agent, but it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it will happen because it is the, I've said it before. I've said it a million times. Like it is the number one thing I enjoy doing is the live show. And so it's, it's not a, maybe it's a definite. It's just, when will it be? Hell yeah. And and that's technically your, your 10 year, or is it like 10 plus one or 10 plus two year, like reunion? 10 years was how we got back together when we did a reunion show in 2019. So okay. we're, yeah, we're so you're past that. That. now we're way past that. We're old now. <laughs> dude, that's great. Well, dude, it, it was great to have you on, you know, well over a hundred episodes since we did have you on the first time. Yeah. Good for and, you, by the way. Congrats. Yeah, just keep, you know, grinding at it. it. It's just, you know, something that I'm super passionate about, you know, music and hockey. So uh, to get you back on was, was truly a pleasure. And, it, it you know, hearing you guys doing music with the On the Bench dudes, which are freaking, like, massive in Canada. But even, like, here in the States, like, people that are hockey fans know who those dudes are. Like, they're even infiltrating, like, national media here and you know it's it's so cool like they're they were on like the spit and chicklets like floor hockey team or ball hockey yeah team. dude i like, saw that that was so sick that's the weekend we wanted to release the song at first but again so much stuff got in the way but yeah they're doing it man they're they're awesome and it was a partnership that just made sense dude i like i love that we were able to get the song out there and you mentioned it man like we were writing this song it was a party song which is kind of like i love party songs but it's like man, everyone has a party song. What can we do? And uh, right at that point, it was like locked down COVID and times were tough. So we're like, let's write a song called bad times, but it's like celebrating them because we know they lead to better times type thing. So on the bench was like the perfect collab for that. Yeah. And, and you got to just appreciate dudes that create something from nothing. Like totally. yeah, what 100%. they've created. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not too well versed on that, but I'm sure it's like a full time gig at this point, like from something that they just like were doing for fun because they're their homies like has now turned into what it has become. And you got to just respect yeah. that, man. It's not easy. No, you're totally right. And like, I've yeah, I've picked their brain a little bit on how they got their start. And man, it's so similar to how a lot of bands get their start. They just did it because they thought it was fun. They didn't know if anyone would like it. And that's not what their motivation was. It wasn't fame. That's for sure. It was just like doing something that they love doing. And, uh, when something pays off, when it just comes from like the heart, dude, you know, even if it is like, just like doing dumb, uh, hockey tutorials, like I have so much respect for their success and like, they're doing it, man. I love it. And I, I think you nailed it right there, man. Like when, when you're doing it for the right reasons and you're like, you know what? I just want to like create something with one of my friends or like, like you said, like with dudes in bands, like I just want to create music with my friends. And then like the people that are taken in your content, like they realize how sincere that is. And that's when like they become fans. Like they just know that you're doing it for the right reasons. And you know, you got to just respect people that are, are truly doing it because they love it. A hundred percent, man. How often do you like, if your team's out of the playoffs, do you, 
you start cheering for a team because of one of the guys, because you know his story, because he was like in the minors for so long, or like, do you know what I mean? Like those personal stories about what people put into it, I think builds that attachment. It doesn't mean you can't cheer for your hometown team, but when you have that connection to a story and something, I think it makes everything just more enjoyable and you want to root for those people for sure. And on the bench of the good guys, man, for sure. Yeah. I got to I got to figure out who I'm going to root for these playoffs because the Islanders are not in, not well, in it this easy. year. You, gotta go, you have to cheer for another blue and orange team that had success in the eighties. That's what, that's, <laughs> that's my two cents. So, so then like who, who's the, because it's going to, I'm going to be completely honest. It's going to be hard for me to watch like the early rounds of the West, you know, Western conference playoffs because they just start so late. So like, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So like if I'm jumping on the Edmonton bandwagon, like who's like, obviously you got like the McDavid's, but who's like the guy that you think I could gravitate towards and be like, you know what? That that's, that's a guy that's just grinding it out. That can become like my, my, my new fave. Dude, we have a couple, I would say. I'd say um, uh, for a forward, Ryan McLeod, um, I think when he's been, especially with the coaching change, he's been given a little bit more time to play. And that guy is like heart and soul. And there's times where he's skating. And uh, I wonder if it's McDavid. Like he's such a good, clean skater. And uh, I think he's going to, Zach Hyman's been a great addition too, man. Like that's a guy who has really filled out the lineup. Um, and then Bouchard on the, be- on the uh, back end, like our defenseman, he is really coming into his own. And I think that um, these are guys who like have not, they're not household names because we have the household names, obviously like even Evander Kane, man, say what you want. Like he has been, if he were a trade deadline pickup, he would have been the most significant one. I think um, he's really transformed this team and give uh, given us a little bit of physicality that we've always lacked with everything I just told you. Am I confident that the other's going to do anything? No, because they never do. But it kind of feels like the year where they do because the last two years we've had such high expectations and done nothing in the playoffs that it feels like this year where, oh God, be thankful that you don't see the Oilers Twitter that I see. Like it was like, (laughs) you you would have thought we were in last place, bro. Like all year. And we had some bad stretches, but I don't know. It feels like maybe this is a year where, I mean, it looks like we're going to get a very, very winnable first round matchup, which, uh, you got to capitalize on it. And if you lose to LA, you know, you don't deserve to be there anyway. So I'm not going to feel bad for him. All right. All right. So I, I guess, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give jump on. I'll, I'll give it some thought. Yeah, for sure. And, and I, I hate to say it, but like, I think I might also on the East jump on the Florida bandwagon, like seeing I the Panthers. Yeah. I, I think seeing the Panthers go far is good for hockey. Mm-hmm. and you know, bring some attention to some of the, you know, the Huberdors and like, not the, the big names that casual hockey fans might not know, like bring some attention to those dudes and, and like continue to grow the, the sport of hockey in a non-traditional market. It's so important. And, and that that's, what's going to lead to, you know, the next, you know, Austin Matthews, like, you know, he, he grew up in the desert. So totally. it, it's, it's gotta happen. And, you know, I, I think, that's what can, uh, you know, get some of those casual hockey fans to be just diehard hockey fans is a, a nice deep playoff run. I completely agree, man. And that's one of those things that it's an example of what I was talking to you earlier. There's a lot of players on that team that I really would love to see be successful. And when you talk, like I listen to, you know, tons of hockey podcasts and people like when they have interviews with players on, they talk about how Barkov 
is like the best player they've ever seen play. And he is so far from a household name, man. Like even in hockey circles, people cut, he's an afterthought. And then if I watch the, you just mentioned him, Huberto, there was a game, I forget which one doesn't obviously matter, but where I was just like, what am I seeing, man? Like, like such incredible talent on that team that they just don't get that highlight. I think that would be really cool for the sport. And it's a team I don't hate. So, you know, if they're going to win anybody, but Calgary for me, um, obviously, because I would be absolutely inconsolable if they, even if they made this down the cup final, man, I'm going to be, I'm going to be like ill. So yeah, dude, that that's how I feel with the Rangers guy. I already got Ranger fans like chirping me and like, I just, I, I, they can go and win a, a round or two, but I just don't want them going to like the Eastern conference finals. Exactly, and, dude. You know what I mean? Like if it gets yeah. Calgary in the conference final, I'm going to start feeling like very sick to my stomach. Yeah. Same here, dude. So we're, we're in similar boats. It's the, the greatest time of the year, even so, if your team's not in it. So we got, we got playoffs starting soon and we got, some new tunes from stereos and on the bench, go check it out. Bad days up on their YouTube and uh, fingers crossed that, you know, your, your booking agent works his magic and gets that those dates rescheduled for you guys. So you can hit the road and, you know, just tear it up across Canada. And uh, I'm not sure when the Junos are, but keep me posted. If they, if they give you guys a, a ring and they, they, they want you guys uh, to, to perform or you're nominated because, I, I think it's it's a banger, and you know when you get that sports net bump, people in Canada are going to be uh, flocking to it. So uh, hope you're right, man. I will definitely let you know. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. I I wish you guys the best, and and, and keep in touch. And uh, you know, let's go uh, Edmonton Oilers, right? You got it, man. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Um, anytime, man. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate uh, the shout out and the time to just chat with you for sure. Hell yeah, dude. Well, I'll let you go, man, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, man. Take care. Peace. Peace.